0: How would you know if there was something wrong with your heart? Let's say you get short of breath a couple of times. Maybe you feel like your heart is beating too fast. But you're young and in good shape, like Adrian.
1: And she didn't know what it was, and she went to the doctor. And the doctor you know, ran a standard ECG, put her on the treadmill, and said, Oh, you seem to be fine. You run, you exercise, you're healthy. There's nothing wrong with you. Go home. You know, Maybe something else is going on.
0: Eight months later, it happened again. And this time, they tested her heart for 30 days. But again, nothing.
1: It wasn't until almost another nine months after that, so it had been like two years since it first happened, she was at home on the weekend, her husband was traveling, she had her two kids, she had another incident. this time it was a three-minute attack, and she passed out on the floor. And had an ischemic attack, so her, she, she threw a clot, and her son called nine one one, and that was sort of how they figured out what her problem was.
0: That's Justin Chickles, CEO of Mobile Sense Technologies. Adrian is his friend, but we've changed her name to protect her privacy. And don't worry, she's fine now. And Justin, he's working to make a technology so people like Adrian don't fall through the cracks.
1: So, two thirds of people who actually have the problem are not identified.
0: The problem he's talking about is AFib, short for atrial fibrillation. About three million people are walking around with AFib, undiagnosed. So, Mobile Sense is creating a way to detect AFib in people before they have an event like Adrian's. Welcome back to Inside UConn Tip. I'm Allie Oshinsky, and this is the story of Mobile Sense Technologies. Mobile Sense is trying to measure the heart so patients like Adrian can know what's going on. But measuring the heart is pretty simple, right? Just take your pulse.
1: So, like when you're working on the wrist, you can get essentially two beats. You'll feel, you know, feel both parts of the, the systolic and diastolic process.
0: But a simple measurement gives you simple information we can get a little more specific with something called an EKG.
1: But in the EKG or ECG, this electrocardiogram, you're actually looking at the full conduction of the heart.
0: And this measurement, it's electric. it's electric. Even if you've never heard of an EKG or an ECG, you probably already know what it is and what it sounds like because it's at the center of every good medical drama.
2: She's not breathing. Pulseless let's get ready to shock.
0: That beeping? It's an ECG. And you know that graph it's drawing out? It's called the PQRS waveform,
1: and basically different aspects of that represent different parts of your heart beating.
0: An electrocardiogram measures the electricity that makes your heart beat, which comes from a few specific cells.
2: The heart itself is comprised of very specialized cells that have adapted to form an electrical conduction system.
0: That's Dr. David McManus. He's a cardiologist and electrophysiologist at the University of Massachusetts Medical Center. Um,
2: We have uh, very specialized parts of the heart that serve to generate the heartbeat, and that in turn creates contraction of the heart, which is perceived by the body and can be measured by our pulse.
0: And that's the routine for a lot of beats.
2: you think about it, the average pulse is 60 beats a minute, and it generates that pulse 60 minutes every hour, 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 365, for an average of 72 to 77 years.
0: By the way, if you punch that all into a calculator, there's not enough space for all the zeros. That's over 2.4 billion heartbeats.
2: And it's a really fantastic organ. Uh, I, of course, think it's the best. You are using it right now. I'm using it right now and and we need it to work. Uh, pretty darn consistently for a very long period of time.
0: It's consistent and amazing, but it's tricky because for this incredibly reliable organ, there's so many little ways that things can go wrong.
1: Uh normal heartbeats, I mean is da-dum, da-dum, da-dum.
0: It can beat too fast or too slow. or make a beat probably better for a dance floor than pumping blood. Each one of those examples has its own name, but collectively they're called arrhythmias.
2: The diagnosis of ASIB is pretty ironclad. When you make an electrical recording of the heart, you see that there is no longer consistent activation of the atria from the pacemaker cells, that is gone. And it's replaced by disorganized, very rapid, uh, malfunctioning electrical uh, signaling uh, in the atria. uh, That results in a quivering motion in the atria or fibrillation, that's what that means.
0: Once doctors have the information about the heartbeat, the treatment is actually pretty straightforward. But they have to have that information, and it's not easy to get. This is the big problem with AFib. It's a livable and treatable condition, but only if you know that you've got that condition.
1: Right now, with only 30-day monitoring, you only detect a very small subset of patients.
0: 30-day monitoring is one way to detect arrhythmias, but there are a few big problems with it.
1: For either the random onset or asymptomatic patients, you only detect 5% of patients in the first 30 days.
0: 30 days is plenty of time to see if the heart doesn't work properly, but that's only if it consistently doesn't work properly. Like Dr. McManus says, the heart is pretty reliable, except when it's not, and a month is a pretty short time to measure a heartbeat. But 30 days is the standard to wear this tricky little contraption called a halter monitor. The little sticky things, they fall off all the time.
1: Patients would lose those things You know, you talk to any, you know, person who's ever worn one, they say, I wore it for, you know, two hours and it fell off and I stuck it back on. I have no idea what it did. Did it actually work?
0: And Justin says those halter monitors really haven't updated the technology since the 80s. It's not exactly an easy test. It's a bunch of electrodes stuck to your skin for 30 days. It's adhesive, which means no bathing or swimming. But you only get to wear a halter monitor if you're a lucky one. A lot of people go to the doctor and still fall through the cracks.
1: They go to a doctor and they say to them lightheaded and they said, did you sleep last night? So it's trying to go through and say, weave through all the other symptoms to say this is an arrhythmia and not just a virus or you're tired or any other different kind of conditions.
0: And for the people wearing the halter monitor, well, there's a few issues there. Basically, it measures the electricity that makes your heart go, not so much your heartbeat, which is a really subtle measurement to get. And that measurement can get interrupted by something called motion artifacts.
1: How does EMG, so electromyogram, affect you know, the electrocardiogram? So what's the interference? Because you know, if you fire your bicep, that kind of overwhelms the rest of the signal. But he's found ways to be able to try and go out and detect some of those things.
0: The he Justin is talking about is Dr. Ki Chang. He's a professor of biomedical engineering at UConn and the chief scientific officer of MobileSense. He's developing algorithms so the ECG is more accurate, even though there are these motion artifacts, and a sensor to measure all this that will go with you to the bath. So the good analogy I like to give is, is, it's like a, a tire, the car tire, essentially. And, but it's also it's highly conductive. And so these electrodes are made of carbon, and then we, we mix it with uh, PDMS, which is essentially uh, liquid silicone. and so we Instead of a bunch of leads taped all over your body, it's one sensor on the upper arm, so you'd be free to go for a swim. They're reusable, and also it's completely hydrophobic. So somebody could go in the water without any putting tape over them and you could still get a good ECG signal. For all the electrodes and algorithms, this technology is pretty simple at the core.
1: And Everything's gotten so small, we can do everything in real time on these amazing devices that we call smartwatches. It's not something new, but we're doing it in a whole new way.
0: So all that Mobile Sense needs is probably already on some of your wrists. If you've got a smartwatch, go ahead and flip it over. You'll see two little lights. Some smartphones have them too.
1: We can use that to help detect sort of a very much a yes-no. Do you have a problem or not? The other thing that we're doing is you're working on the upper arm, and on there you actually use an ECG, and that's actually
0: They call this technology the sense band. It's a sleek band that fits around the upper bicep. Users can wear it swimming or in the shower. And the best part no wires, and no sticky little leads all over your body. It performs like an extended halter monitor, and it'll be prescribed by a doctor. But for those who don't even know they should be worried, Mobile Sense is hoping to put that other screening technology, the one with the little lights, right on your wrist. Actually, on as many wrists as possible, because that could help a lot of people.
1: You know, The population would be almost anybody who's using smartwatches. So that's actually a really significant like, population. Once we've identified,
0: The CDC estimates that 3 to 6 million people in the U.S. have AFib, but they might not know it.
2: And it's estimated that probably somewhere around another 3 million people are walking around with some frequency of AFib that they don't know about.
0: Like we heard from Adrian's story, they might not feel anything wrong until something is really wrong. And once these patients are identified through their smartwatches...
1: Then that's sort of more specialized to going to a cardiologist. The cardiologist says, okay, we've got a couple options. You can either wear this thing that has multiple wires and they're all over the place, versus maybe an armband that you can sort of just slip up the arm.
0: AFib can affect anyone. And that might seem really scary if you're someone who eats their oatmeal and exercises. The good news is, it's a livable disease. But it's something you have to watch for more as you get older.
1: There was a really interesting journal in, from the AHA, so the American Heart Association, showing that it shows a distinct progression as you get older.
0: Like Dr. McManus says, the heart is a remarkable organ.
2: 60 beats a minute. 60 minutes every hour, 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 365, for an average of 72 to 77 years.
0: And over that average 72 to 77 years, a heart gets tired. But the technology to measure it shouldn't. Mobile Sense is taking that technology and putting it in a new place. And trying to make sure that all those beats keep happening. Yukon Tip is a production of pod stories. Special thanks to Mustafa Anna Louie, Paul Parker, Paige Rassid, and Nicole Bacara. The voices you heard in this episode were Justin Chickles, Dr. David McManus, and Dr. Key Chan. For more information on MobileSense, please visit mobilesensetech.com. And for more information on Tip, please go to tip.ukon.edu. If you love this podcast and want to hear more about the technologies coming out of TIP, please subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or SoundCloud, or wherever you get your podcasts. And if you want to give a little extra love, please rate and review the podcast on iTunes. I'm Allie Oshinsky, and this was Inside Yukon TIP, making the technology of tomorrow, today.